Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. I'm joined by Ernest Watts and Chris Daniel. And today happens to be April 20th, 2021, otherwise known as 420 Day. And uh, my co-hosts were texting about this wonderful day. You know, it's it's a day to be blunt about things uh, and... You know, not let yourself go to pot or visit your neighbor, Mary Jane. Uh, is that right, Ernest? Well, I'm not to be sticky-wicky about it, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's Seth Rogen's favorite holiday, I do believe and that. And Snoop Dogg. You know the origin. You know what the origin. You know why it's 420, don't you? It's the time when people who like to smoke pot, smoke pot? No, 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 no. It's police call. We have a 420. Huh. It comes from. It goes back to the seventies. You know, chips and all that. Yeah, we have a four twenty, which means somebody has cannabis. So that's the origin of why we celebrate this day. All right. So both my now, co-hosts and, are upstanding, fine men. But I'm gonna ask them a question. When was the first time you guys first smelled marijuana? Smelled it. Oh boy. Um, I'm going to safer question, guys. Let's stay safe. First. I want to. It's. I mean, it had to be in college. Bowling Green, so uh, we're gonna go. For me. Oh, it was high oh, school for me. Somewhere between 05 and yeah, it was the parking lot at high school for me. Actually, it was middle school in eighth grade. Uh, the co- coolest uh, kid that didn't stay cool because he took too much of the stuff. Um, I smelled it on him. So what's that smell? You know, and he got, he pulled out a weed uh, a joint and said, "Do you want some?" And I went, uh-uh, "No, thanks." Yeah, I was trying to get to the to be that cool kid to at least get invited to smoke some. I just was look. I could never. I was never offered drugs. And now that kid is Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) I heard uh, Snoop Dogg was on Tonight Show, and they were teasing him about his love of marijuana. And they said, you know, you have lots of friends. Isn't Willie Nelson your friend? He says, yeah, he's the only guy that could outlast me. Puffing that interesting weed. So there you go. You know, Willie had to so I'll ask a I'll ask a question to both of you. When's the last time you've had any sort of cannabis? Doesn't have to be you didn't have to smoke it if you've you've uh or, when have we been in the presence of it is what you're saying. When have we smelled it last? Sure. I mean Okay. I okay. had a bad back I had a bad back last year and I popped a couple of gummies and I had that. Well, well, you're in Colorado. It's legal there. Yeah, it's like going into a 7-Eleven. In Michigan and North Carolina, it's not legal. No, Michigan oh, it's is legal, legal in Michigan. Oh, yeah. It is legal in Michigan? Okay, in North Carolina, oh, yeah. it's not. But, yeah. no, I have. I really have not. Uh, I, have a, I have an acquaintance that partakes. And when I've been to their domicile. I, I didn't inhale, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, well, I, I, I have drug tests. I have drug tests, so I can't inhale. I'm a fine upstanding citizen that has drug testing at work. So when you get my age, that's harder to do than you think. Paul's Paul's avoiding the question. Yeah, I'm avoiding the question. Moving on because I'm the editor, producer. Nelson had to quit. Yeah. Why did he have to quit? Heart condition is doctor advised him. There's no joke. This is real. I know. Who had to quit? Willie Nelson. Oh yeah, I heard that. Now he uses gummies and all those other stuff. Mm. We. And, dear audience, we do not advocate the use. We are merely trying to be a zeitist of the cultural conversation for today. No, just do it. You just It's just like alcohol. Just be safe about it. And this is the generational talk of a younger guy on Colorado. But anyway, let's move on. Um, we know that many athletes in professional sports use marijuana to help uh, relax and recover, supposedly, from their injuries. And 
Chris just recently went to a professional sporting event. I thought we'd start with that since we're all in COVID still and all the big pandemic. And yet Chris was part of the lucky few that attended a Colorado Avalanche game. So Chris, tell me how that went. So, um, uh, yeah, so you walk up and then you have to scan, um, something before you get to the door. So it's like a, you know, like a tripod and I shouldn't say a tripod, but it's like one of those, you know, if you're outside of a sub shop, they're, they're, you know, showing their specials that you basically just take a picture of it. And then it, it just like you're downloading your menu and you know, it's one of those QVR codes. Anyway, you get one of those, you have to fill out a bunch of questions saying, you know, have you been sick and all that kind of stuff. Then you show that, uh, before you get to security, once you get to security, um, you, you know, you go through, and that's pretty much it. There's nobody. I mean, it's just. It's like it's like at a. You know, it's like going to a Tigers game. There's hardly anybody there. But you actually and saw a professional sporting event. I did. You, you you wear your mask the whole time unless you're drinking, which uh, we partaked in. So I I didn't wear my mask the entire time. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's you know the bathrooms. You know, everybody. It's like every other stall and. Um, food lines. I mean, nobody, I mean, you're still standing, you know, five, five feet or six feet away from, from everybody when you're standing in line to get food or, or no drinks. Catch, right. Everything's, uh, um, I don't know. We just, you know, I didn't now, if I, you wasn't have a va- pay, I wasn't paying for anything. So I didn't even notice. <laughs> what if you have a vaccine card? Can you show your vaccine card? And- um, yeah, I don't, they didn't even ask for any of that because I still think they were, you know, even if you are safe, you can still spread it by not, I don't know. So no, they didn't, they didn't really care about that at all. They just, they just, everybody has to wear the masks on. And then I think we got yelled at one time for not wearing our masks. And, uh, we're, kids. we were, we were drinking and they're like, Hey, you got to put your mask up. I'm like, we're drinking. He's like, well, you need to make sure you're actually drinking. Okay. Sorry about that. You need a little so, filter in there when you're doing it. Like, that's right. Who, who were they playing, by the way? Uh, they were playing, I think it was the Coyotes. Uh, no, was it the Coyotes? You must have been I drinking. You can't Boy, remember you who were they played. Wow. What I color think, was the other team's jersey? You know, it, or, it was either a darker or lighter color. I can't quite put What's your wife's <laughs> middle name? <laughs> Are you sure you went before, to the game? Before or after uh, she was married. Uh, we were playing. Yeah, we were playing the Coyotes. Come on, I knew this. All right. okay. I was correct. So, was it a game experience that was less than enthusiastic because you had less people there? Oh, totally. I mean, there was uh, I, there was a couple of bad calls, and you know that went against the Avalanche, and it just you you had no. There wasn't just any enthusiasm. I mean, there was booze, but it just it didn't it didn't resonate as like the entire you know, the entire stadium just going nuts on it. But now you could hear stuff on the ice, right? Or were you pretty far up? No, I was, I mean, we, we were, uh, I had a little bit of blood coming from my nose, but, um, <laughs> it, yeah, you could still hear everything and you could, you, Dude, know. you were a mile high before you walked into the arena. So <laughs> that bad. we were even that, yeah, we were, we were pretty high up anyways, but no, it was, uh, it was it was a fun experience and it it just it felt it just felt like normal uh, and, in the and sense of just like you just missed all that. Tell what happened after the game. Tell the rest of the story. I have no idea. COVID. Oh yeah, no, I thought you meant after. I thought you meant like directly no, no. after. I'm like I don't know. We just no, we went no. home. <laughs> we went Immediately home. Immediately after the game, there was yeah. 
there was COVID scare, and then the 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 Abs had to take what three or four games off because their players had COVID. So I got in before before it got too dicey. But not as bad as the Canucks, which had two and a half weeks. Jeez, yeah, no. But it was it was just it was fun to go back and just you know experience a game again live and. It was it was fun. I, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was it was a lot of fun. And they have the third best record in the NHL right now. No, I, 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 have, so again, well. I have not watched a ton of hockey because we just don't get we don't like because we have Comcast and they don't broadcast the games on Comcast. It's a whole thing here. But just the level of play between them and the the Coyotes, it was just I'm like this is this is not even close to competition. I mean, just the stick hand. I mean, it was just like, wow, this is, yeah, this is like varsity versus JV. Well, next to the Lightning, the Avalanche probably have the most stars on a single team. Yeah. And, and you know, to that extent, you know, you got Grubnar, probably one of the best goalies. You got Makar. Makar is probably one of the best defensemen around. McKinnon. Probably, oh, he's, he's it, fantastic. I mean, it's up to him and Connor McDavid, who's the best player in the I NHL think right now. Just holy moly! The other thing is that it's weird, and you forget about it when it's your first. Like I've never been to an Avalanche hockey game. Um, hadn't watched one, on, or I guess I watched them, but you don't you don't get the fan experience. Like so, after the after the you know they score, there's obviously some sort of you know chant or whatever. You know they they have a a customary thing. You're just like standing around, like looking around, like what the heck do I like? What, what do I do? Like, and then you just start clapping and then they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like you just look all confused. It's, it's, you know, well, how is that different than there, normal? I mean, it's not much, but you know, well, the team that, <laughs> team that started that was the hurricanes with what they call storm surge, where they get around in the circle and they clap and they clap after the three stars have been announced. No, this was after every goal. Oh, okay. And I like that. You know, baseball has that type of home field advantage. Well, we didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't. This was just the fans going nuts. It wasn't the players on the on the ice. You still like that? I mean, you still. Oh. Yeah, it was fantastic. It just, you know, it's just. Yeah, I liked paying. You know, eighteen dollars for a beer again. It was fantastic. (laughs) All the good times. And we're two weeks away from the Stanley Cup finals starting. And it's, it's well, it maybe longer if they try to get all of the connections. I mean, games Stanley Cup playoffs, not finals. Playoffs, yeah. Sorry. The, the playoffs were about two weeks away. Well, again, they had already added five more days of games for COVID games that have been postponed at the beginning of the season. But with the Canucks situation, I don't know how they're going to get all the games in. And, and again, there's a situation with Canada that we don't know how they're going to, and they're in the Northern Division, all the Canadian teams. When they finish the first two rounds of the playoffs, uh, if you're going to have a 14-day period of isolation before they can play whoever the American representative is uh, when you get to divisional teams, sponsored by MasterCard. Uh, you know, they got this stupid thing this year where all divisions are sponsored by some oh, like I saw that. I was like, "What? How? How? How poor is the NHL?" Crap. Well, have you noticed the helmets this year? 
they all have uh, instead of the team names, they are sponsored. Oh, I did not. I wasn't close enough to see that. Yeah, they're all they're all uh, they're all advertising on the team helmets this year. Yeah, the first year, next year, or within two years, you're going to see advertising on on the uh, on the sweaters, just like you do in European uh, hockey, or like you do in minor league hockey. You're going to see the beginning of the advertising. That is the only thing I have against European soccer, is I cannot figure out what team is which because <laughs> the advertiser is more focused on Probably. than the actual, you know, team well, that name little, or city. Yeah, well, the little team logo is usually on the upper. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's you know, it's right their, side, yeah. Yeah. Their badge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Manchester United and Ford for a long time or Chevy, had Chevy. 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 Yeah. yeah. I, I can't keep yeah. up with that. I don't know. But you're you're going to, with, with what all professional sports have gone through the last two years because of COVID and reduced revenues and because people haven't been able to attend, uh, this is the excuse for advertising. You're going to see it in all the sports. NFL may be the last, but I think baseball within five years, you'll see the advertising on the, on the shoulder, on the sleeves, kind of like you do Japanese baseball. And, and NHL yeah. by next year. I think I mean, if they're going to do advertising, make it fun, you know, make it humorous, you know, help organize it so that you have a... Be careful. We have Chris here, okay? <laughs> you open yourself up for yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I'm just it, going back to my days like, where I almost got banned for Yeah, for I mean, it's not going like, to be like NASCAR, but you're going to see multiple advertisements on jerseys, just as a revenue. All right, guys. Uh, to make up for the last two years. Sorry. No, that's good. I, I got jumping here just so we move on to our next subject. Um, NBA, and the topic of the night is, is Durant durable? Meaning that Durant no. went to the Nets, and this is the veterans team that's going to win the championship. Aldridge bowed out last week with a bad heart, and Durant has another, his, I think his third injury this year. Is this minor or major, Ernest? Should we be concerned? It's major. Remember, he came off major surgery. He missed all of last year. Uh, and you remember the playoffs are much more much more compressed. You know, it goes by a little bit of like I said last week. You know, they compressed the regular season. That's led to more injuries. But uh, it's going to be even worse because you're not going to have the normal span with the playoffs. Playoffs, I think, start – the second week in May, no, the third week in May, and they have to finish by July. And whereas usually it's two and a half months, it's going to be a straight two month shot. And it's going to be hard for him to be able to get up. They're not going to have back to backs like we have in the regular season, but it's going to be a compressed schedule. I, you know, not only him, I have my doubts about AD playing. LeBron's been pushed back a couple weeks. Um, uh, you know, it's it's. There are a lot of guys who are going to be hurting. I mean, it's it's going to be open playoffs. But you know, KD was injured. He's over the other side, over thirty. You kind of wonder that type of knee injury. Guys usually don't come back and are as durable as they were before. Well, he's had the Achilles heel. He's had the knee. Now he has the thigh, and so yeah, it's it's dicey. And then um, there's a lot of players in that team that's had. A, Irving is not a young guy. He's had a series of injuries. 
So yeah, but yeah. his biggest problem is between his ears. Well, <laughs> they say that about Chris too, but we'll go on with that. Chris, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Chris, Chris believes the world is round, though. He doesn't think the world is flat like Kyrie. Wow. <sighs> and how long will Blake Griffith last? You know, he, he's he's looking good right now. Give him a little spark, but uh, I don't think it's going to work. I st- still think the Lakers got to be the number one to go all the way. I just think LeBron's going to pull it out when he needs to, and Durant's going to be down. And I, I really think AD is going to come back, but you don't think so, huh, Ernest? I'm I'm having doubts. That's that's an Achilles injury also, and you just don't know when it'll – one more stress will snap it. You know, the team that no one talks about because they've disappointed people so many times in the playoffs is sitting there. No one's saying anything about the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they're in a great position. And the East is the way to go if you're going to try to come out of nowhere because I think the East is, especially with all the injuries in in, uh, New Jersey, I mean, the East is wide open. But the MVP may be in Denver. Heck yeah, first one, baby. (laughs) I feel, I mean, I actually think if Jamal Murray would have not gotten hurt this, with all the injuries with the Lakers and I, I think this could have been the year, but now it's like, you know what? Let's just, uh, if if we go out of first round, maybe, you know, who knows, but it just, it's not going to be, um, the expectations are very, very much uh, tampered. I had my doubts about the Aaron Gordon pickup. Ooh, that's looking better and better every day. Yeah, I'm surprised. Here's a guy who's probably best known for being the Uncle Drew movie than anything <laughs> else, playing the bad guy in Uncle Drew. And he's actually fitty. I mean, he was accused of being selfish in Orlando, and he essentially was. He was going to get his points. He wasn't going to play defense. Well, who else was going to? I mean, who else was there to that he had to share with? Yeah, that was a playoff team last year. That was I mean, a, the last two the, years they're in the playoffs. They're in the East. He they could have had a, a a losing record and still made the playoffs. Yeah, but he didn't really. He hadn't progressed since college. He was the same player he was in college. And he, to me, the change, you know, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. A lot of that's going to go to your coach and what he's been able to turn around. I thought essentially he was very, very, I thought his talents were duplicated on that team, but he's fitting in very good. Mm. Yeah, he's he's been a bright, bright star of the, I was worried that, you know, yes, they won the, you know, the trade deadline grades and all that kind of stuff, but was it really going to work? And I think they've, they've really, I don't know how long of contract he has, if this is just a one year, you know, rest of the year window, or if it's, it's, you know, this year, next year, I have no idea, but I think if, if Jamal can get healthy and they've got a, this year, plus they've got all next year that they, they, I think Denver did something just, you know, just like, I don't want to bring up the NFL. So just like other teams that know we're, we're, we're in our, we're in our sweet spot. Like we have all the, the role players. We've got our keep. Everyone's, everyone's ready to go. We're at a prime age, you know, let's, we got to make a run for it. And they're, they're loading up to do that. So um, I think, I think that, you know, the next two or three years, I think are going to be Denver's years. And after that, it might, it might not be possible. Hmm. But it's hard to tell. I mean, you only get so much of a shot there. You really can't tell when 
that time period passes by. Because there are a lot of teams I can mention in basketball that they thought they had a window. And either due to injury or a dominant other team, you know, the, the Jazz with Malone and Stockton, mm-hmm. the Suns with Barkley, the Knicks with Ewing. I mean, there's a lot of teams that thought, well, we're young, we got a great package, and it, it falls apart. I mean, the lifetime of a team in the NBA, that core package, you're good to get three years out of it. Yep. So I, I think it'll be, but I think Denver is going to be, especially if you got Joker and you got Jamal Murray. I think if you can keep those two together, uh, I mean, you can put some role players around them. And I think, I mean, Joker is just, I mean, he's, I would say he's arguably the best passing big man of all time. All right, guys, if you, you both are big fans of your sporting events. So if your favorite teams in all the major sports, if one of them could win, uh, championship, a, a world or national championship. Which sport would you prefer? Which sport would be more meaningful to you? From uh, NFL, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, and NHL. Wow, it's uh, because so few teams win the championships in that particular league. I'd have to say NBA. Mm. I mean, the NFL. Everybody except the. Detroit Lions uh, to the Super Bowl. Sorry, I could have gone all day without doing that. I could have gone all day. But in the NBA, it's it's relatively few. I think we brought it up in a previous podcast. I mean, 45% of all the NBA championships have either been the Bulls, the Celtics, or the Lakers, or the Spurs. Those four teams is oh, – well, actually, I think it's 60%. Those four teams have 60% of all the NBA championships. And not only that, but 70% of the statistics are made up on the spot. So you've got to take yeah, that yeah, into, you got to take that that into you've got mean, look at that as well. Everybody gets a shot in the NFL. Every, I mean, the Panthers have been to two Super Bowls. They're only about, you know, they're about 30 years old. So that's pretty – everyone gets in there after a while except – the Browns and the Lions, sorry, and the Jaguars. You know, once was not enough for you. You had to I'm go there sorry, a second I'm time. Sorry. You know, well, I'm just saying, who hasn't been to a Super Bowl in a while? I think it's the Lions. <laughs> really? Yeah, I hadn't heard that before. <laughs> or the playoffs. 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 We're just, we're just trying to get a winning record. All right, here. all right. right so, I'm, I'm just establishing that that it's it's harder. <laughs> I'm to just get trying to kick you in your championship. I'm sorry. The Pistons have. Two yeah. championships? Three championships. All right, championships. so, three yeah, they have two. So, NBA. Three. three, Paul. They have three. They have three? Yeah, they beat the Lakers. Yeah. They beat the uh, Portland Trailblazers. And uh, who's the back-to-back, the bad boys. And then 2001, they beat the Lakers. Uh, so, that's three. Wow. Okay. Help so, the, see, I'm helping the Detroit area here. I put right. plus, the ball, to me, Detroit. They've got. They've it's got okay. I'm over it. Town. It's, it's all, right. all right. It's all right. So, Chris, which major sport would you want to win if you could win one? So, I was thinking about this. So, you know, a huge Steelers fan, but I think they've won plenty. So, it's. I would love to just. I would love to experience that. Um, Denver, I think they've had a, a, a history of, of championships. Uh, I would like to see the Rockies, but you know, I, they're just kind of like they don't put any money into the team. So if it came true, you know, fine. If not, I know it's a, not a major sport, 
but I would love to see Michigan football win a national championship. Does that count? Is that allowed? I thought you were going to go Bowling Green there. I thought you were going to go Bowling Green there for a minute. (laughs) Oh no. By the way, that's, that's like, that's, that's like three dreams away. Well, Michigan did win a national championship in 97, but we're not going back there that far. So no, but it's just, I would love for them to see, I would love to see a national championship for Michigan because it's just, they've been the, the definition of mediocre and <laughs> someone who's, I mean, they really have like they've for, for a, a blue, you know, blue chip organization. They just, they've, they've been just ultimately mediocre. And so, but if you said it had to be a professional sport, I would love to see the Rockies, uh, win a championship. Actually, well, you know, I'd like to see it abs. That way I could stick it to my nephew. Okay. Has the abs ever won Stanley cup? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm impressed. Man. Oh yeah. Oh, the eight, uh, 90s, mid mid to late 90s with Roy. Between the pipes. <laughs> yeah. I saw his I saw his number hanging up there. Yes, the famous quote. Uh, this coach was complaining at him when he was in the Canadians. This is before he was traded to Avalanche. He told the coach, can't hear you. My Stanley Cups are in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Scotty Bowman he told that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course I knew that. Come on. Paul, it's your choice. Oh. Now that we've uh, it up for the Lions going to Super Bowl. I, I think I, think I, I if Michigan, I pick, I'm sure Michigan. No, he, I, I'm not including. If he had to pick a professional, I think, he, I think he'd pick, I think he'd be, pick the Detroit Tigers. You're right. I would. Because when I was a kid, they won in 68 and then again in 84. And, the, and Michigan, as much as we like, other sports, we're still baseball state, and we love baseball. And the whole state is happy, and it's just like you know, apple pie baseball, and you know, you know the. What year was it? What year was it? Their loss to the Cardinals. Was we that... tried to block those years out of our memory. Okay, Ernest. was that was that two thousand eight? Two thousand nine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they got swept, didn't they? Ugh. Moving on, moving on, folks. All right, so baseball since. We lead into that. I'm just curious, out of your viewing patterns, guys, you probably, let's say all the sports you watch in a given week, what percentage of the pie do you watch baseball? Is it 10% wow. of the pie? You know, 50% of the pie? Ernest, what about you? I got to get a calculator up here. Uh, <laughs> Too much geometry. Boy, I mean, there are nights when I watch, I go back and forth between a hockey game a baseball game and a basketball game, particularly if the Braves, the Hurricanes, and Hornets are playing. And if it's a Saturday, I'll kick in some FCS football playoffs are starting this weekend. Put all your money on James Madison. They're the favorites. Uh, So I'd say probably right now a bigger percentage. I'd say basketball, 40%. 40 percent to hockey and 20 percent to baseball okay an honest man that Ernest is how about you chris i'd say 10 percent to baseball and the problem is again with the tv contracts that they have out here they're on a station called altitude and like nobody gets it so um i just i i think i'd watch it more if if i could see the rockies but i can't even see the rockies so i'm watching just 
whatever baseball's on, you know, ESPN or something like that. And again, it's just kind of background noise, but I would say 10%. But I, I think right now you're kind of heading into that playoff stretch or, you know, going into the playoffs for, for hockey and for um, basketball. And I think that's a little bit more interesting of a storyline right now. And you're in the very early stages of baseball and the, the Rockies are, yeah, I was going to ask, I, was ask garbage. You, I mean, you got the Avs who are a Stanley Cup contender. You got the Nuggets who still going to be a playoff team. Oh, probably, yeah. you know, you know, not not as far as you thought they would have go. And the Rockies are going to be the last place team in their division. How much does that impact? Division? They're the worst team. They're the worst team in baseball. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying <laughs> like, to well, figure out. From a record standpoint, yeah, they're Tigers nine, are better. The Tigers been are better. Since the beginning of April, it's twenty days into April. They're already nine and a half games behind first place in their division. But you're going to get the All Star game, so it's okay. That is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm super excited for that. Tigers are better. The Orioles are better. You might be right. They might be the worst team in baseball. Oh, they've got four wins. Hey. hey. So one of the big storylines so far of baseball is the Yankees, who are predicted maybe to win the whole thing or at least get to the World Series that the Dodgers have been stinking it up. And um, here's the quiz for Chris, not for Ernest. Who's saying, where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? What singing group uh, and for what movie? Oh, like he'll know who the Joe I just want to hear Chris hey, sing hey, badly. Hey. Oh, thank you, have. No idea. And for the movie, uh, I don't have another idea. All right. Dustin Hoffman Dr. was Dr. in Dr. it. Oh, is that, would that be for uh, Mrs. Robinson? Star, right? we, yeah, Mrs. Robinson yeah. was in it, but wasn't the name of the movie. The movie was okay. called The oh, Graduate. Yeah. Hold on, The Graduate. Oh, and the right song now. was sung by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh. Yeah. So. I would, did so I know Simon's still around? Is Garfunkel still doing anything? Yes, Art Garfunkel is still around. He just doesn't sing. <laughs> did they ever get All a reunion Simon's going? They have done several reunions together. So there's not so, not a lot of bad blood there. There was uh, money tends to ease the bad blood away. I would imagine. Uh, I mean, I reunions. You would be you're for a couple million. You'd be surprised if you can stand for two or three hours. <laughs> two or three hours. That's exactly. Filthy right. lucre has a way of resolving family conflicts. Where do you always quote filthy lucre? You want to give a reference where that comes from? Well, basically, well, it, it's you know, it's basically dirty money. It's it's the ex- expression, Espanola, I believe. No, but it's yeah, filthy lucre. It's, it's, I don't. There's a movie, but I can't remember where it's referenced from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but many, yeah. I've just it's just a phrase I've used my entire life. But money didn't, tends to resolve all types of issues. You'd be surprised. It's true in sports. It also too. creates. It also creates a lot of issues. I would say. Yeah. Too. Tony La Russa was fired uh, by Kenny Harrelson for the White Sox 38 years ago and complained about it. But surprisingly enough, enough money came his way, and he's managing again. He's the AARP manager for the <laughs> Chicago White Sox. How old is he, 72? Yeah, they wake oh. him up every once in a while and tell him to go to the mound and change the picture. Oh, my god! But not everyone, like- not everyone has succumbed to that because Brad Stevens was offered – I think $28 million for a 10-year contract for the Indiana, the Celtics coach, and he turned him down. 
Oh, I'm thinking of that. Who For was that? Uh, University of Indiana or Indiana yeah, Pacers? Indiana, University of Indiana, before they hired Mike Woodson, who they're paying much, much less, offered a $28 million, 10-year guaranteed contract to Brad Stevens to be their coach. And he turned them down because he, since he was a coach at Butler, he knows how unrealistic the fans at Indiana Hoosiers are. So he stayed with the Celtics instead. It's not a bad. Who's I, when you said Brad Stevens? The I don't know why, but the first thing I thought of was the most overpaid coach. Uh, who was that Denver? Who was the uh, Detroit? Uh, Brad Osmus. Oh, oh, we're going there again. Oh, he's he's the most overpaid. I felt like I could do his job, but he's not the manager there anymore. No, he well, he got a shot at the the uh, Angels for a while, and I don't yeah. know where he's landed now. Hopefully, AAA. Uh, he's not managing uh, the former Houston um, Astros now as the Dodgers manager and doing, I mean, the Detroit manager now doing very, he's very well. Hinch. Yeah. He's a, uh, so who's, who, where, where's uh Auspice? Cashing his checks, man. Yeah. Jeez. Sitting back, enjoying his money as, you know, he was a second string catcher when he played, not very good. If you want to manage in the major leagues, uh, be a catcher. That's your best experience. Also helps to be a broadcaster also. <laughs> and they're front row, or if you're Joe Gargiola. Yep. All right, guys. The next topic up here is the NFL draft. We're getting closer and closer. And, boy, the rumors are going all over the place. And we talked about this last week, too. Where is Justin Fields going to go? And one of the key picks is number four with Atlanta Falcons. And so, Ernest, that's one of your teams. What do you think the Atlanta Falcons are going to do? I have heard everything from the Ohio State quarterback to uh, Pitts, the tight end from Florida, to one of the two offensive tackles going around. I'm saying they're going to trade that pick to the New England Patriots, <laughs> who will select a quarterback. And who will they that's pick? That's my call. Who do you think they're going uh, Well, it's, it's depending on who Frisco doesn't take. Because Frisco went to uh, the Miami. Ohio State. Yeah, well, well, Miami's not going to take a quarterback. Well, they got Miami's, Miami's pick. Gone. Yeah, they got Miami's pick. Uh, Frisco has gone to all the quarterbacks to all their pro days. I still, for the life of me, think they're going to take the Ohio State quarterback. I mean, I just can't understand now this guy is being de-evaluated. I- I've seen the BYU quarterback, and I've seen Trey Lance at North Dakota State. And to me, he's the best. He's like option one A. I mean, you know, we know Lawrence is going to Jacksonville, but I wouldn't be. I just can't understand this. Wilson from BYU. I just don't think he's faced the competition. It's the same thing with Lance. He's like a Chad Allen wannabe. See, Chad Allen worked out good with Buffalo Bills, so they're hoping he's going to be Chad next. Allen. Not Chad. What am I saying now? Who's the quarterback at Buffalo Bills? It's not Chad. I don't know what it, now. I don't, can't even remember what his first name is, but <laughs> yeah. it's not Chad. So this is part of the confusion, Chad, folks. Josh Allen. Josh it's, Allen. Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm like, who the heck is? <laughs> where have I been? <laughs> but anyways, a, did that I was an actor. Was that, act, was that actor on Little House on the Prairie or something? Wow. Now we're really getting confused. <laughs> Here, let but, me look up who Chad Allen but is. But the NFL <laughs> always goes, tries to mimic 
somebody who's just successful, right? So the Buffalo Bills went for the quarterback from Wyoming, and he proved to make it. Um, you know, so I think the same thing with the BYU quarterback. They're thinking, you know, he's young, he's athletic, he's eager. Let's draft him. And I'm not so certain he's going to do well in Jets. There's nowhere well, at you, New York. He's you watched well. them play Coastal Carolina. You watched that game, didn't you, Paul? I'm vaguely remember you saying something about that game. Yeah, I did. Did he impress you that much? No. And I think, you know, it's Coastal Carolina. It's not Michigan yeah, I mean, or Michigan State. If he was playing a really tough, you know, top 20 team, I could understand it. But he's playing Coastal Carolina. Anyways, that's... Mm. So the part of the gripe right now is that Trey Lawrence did an interview. Who, Trey Lance. Excuse me? Didn't you say Trey, Trey Lawrence. Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, Trevor like, Trey Lance, you're like you're mixing them all. Uh, up are today. these brownies? Do the brownies have something in that you sent me? Boy, this is part of the confusion. Wow, <laughs> this is really bad. Trevor Lawrence, excuse me, who played at Clemson, he did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and he basically was saying he has a life, and football is not everything to him, and he's not motivated by winning, you know, MVP trophies, things like this, and that flies in the face of people who say you have to be like Tom Brady, you have to be obsessed and Super competitive. Do you think we're expecting too much out of Trevor Lawrence, Ernest? He's a kid. I mean, what does he say? I, you know, I the guy was dedicated enough. He went to the two years. He went to the Final Four, won a championship. I, kids say things. He, we they overexamine things. You know, if you're looking for flaws, you're going to find flaws. I mean, the guy can throw, he can run, he can read defenses, so he doesn't even dream football. Millennials don't do that anymore. I mean, the over this has happened to every candidate. And, of course, Justin Fields, who we, I talked about previously, he's been overread and two bad games. He had two bad games last year. I, again, you project the flaws. And I understand it. The guys in scouting, the GM, the coach, this is their job. But until you get them in there and you can see what they can do, what they run as a 40 or how far they throw, uh, you got to be able to just trust your instincts in picking the right guy. You know, you can, you can over-examine, and that's why there have been so many busts as quarterbacks in the first round, because guys trying to project something statistically into a field for football. You know, it – at worst, Lawrence will be an above-average quarterback. At best, he might be the next Troy Aikman. That's who he reminds me of. Nice. What do you think, Chris? Do you think we should give Trevor a, a break? So the last, I would say, football quarterback that kind of had that mentality, I would say, is Andrew Luck. And I think we just saw, you know, he had he had a terrible injury and, you know, the Colts didn't, you know, didn't put any, any, uh, didn't put a line together, but he, you know, he, he walked away from the game and hasn't looked back. And I don't think there is any, any, uh, reason for him to look back. So I think that's probably the, the best con- comparison I would say, but you know, you're being paid a lot of money. And I think, I think it kind of has to be your life. And I mean, I just, it's, it's a different world and you can like other things, but I think you also have to be smart enough on how you, how you 
you know, present that to, to the media because they're going to twist it and turn it every different way. And I think you can just present yourself, uh, still being honest that, you know, you're passionate about it, but to say that just, you know, this isn't, I don't know. I just think you could have maybe presented yourself a little bit different to not get completely just eaten alive. Um, so, Plus, know, the big. NFL media machine is looking for anything right now, and I was well, he's the only one that hasn't hasn't had anybody criticize him because it's like it's a foregone conclusion. So it's like, why are we going to pay any attention to this? Right. It's it's this is done. What are what are we going to talk about? You know, guys, he's going to Jacksonville. He's going to have nothing to do there anyway. <laughs> There's nothing to do in Jacksonville. Yes, Oof. I will be impressed, going to though, New York. I mean, I'd be worried if you're going to New York. But Jacksonville, there's nothing to tempt him. So, well, it's Jacksonville for now. It could be London in a couple of years. Ooh. All right, there's gonna, your hot. There's your hot take for the afternoon. We're going to end with um, one last NFL question, years. guys, and then we'll give you your good two minutes or three minutes. All right, this is a question that's been talked about in Dan Patrick three or four times. And the question is this: Would you rather have the career of Calvin Johnson, who's going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Or Julian Edelman, who just retired from the Patriots. Which career would you rather have? Hall of Fame or Super Bowl rings? Legendary, you might say. Do you want to be a legend or one of the best yeah. ever? Yeah, but you've got third-string linemen for the Patriots who are going to have four rings. Uh, yeah, Calvin Johnson, Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, the Super Bowl's nice and playoffs are nice, but... You but Edelman was so clutch. He he helped you know so many times to get him to win those Super Bowls. He was just a small piece. I mean, yeah, he was he was a good he was an MVP. receiver. He's not a Hall of Famer by no respect. I mean, not even close to being a Hall of Famer. The guy he replaced did the same thing before Amendola, before he went to the Rams. I mean, it's, he's just been a piece of the machine. It's it's been Brady and Belichick and Gronk and that's the that's the dynasty right there. That was the three parts that kept it going. And Calvin Johnson, yeah, you're a Hall of Famer. You get that gold jacket. That gold jacket's worth a couple rings. Okay, uh, but it's but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I I think you I would take the Super Bowl rings, and just I okay. would think I know. I would take the, I don't know how many he has, three or four, but, and I have a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, no one can take that away. There could be debate whether I get in, whether I don't get in. I know my role. I know what I contributed to that team. I know I'm a, I'm a Patriot Chris. Hall of Famer. Chris, you know, the water. Talk, hey, sorry, I can't hear you. My Super Bowl rings are in my yeah, Okay, okay. <laughs> Chris, the water boy gets the Super Bowl ring. The administrative assistant, happy administrative yeah, but assistant. I, I get that, but if you're a they player, all get you know, rings. Yeah, okay. How many guys pro- have gold jackets? How many guys have gold jackets? They only get five every year. How I many living guys it, have gold saying, jackets? I get it, but when you, I think the administrative assistant knows that. Uh, well, it's nice. How to much have is worth on eBay? Is that and, what they know? And, and they probably, and I don't think they get the the quite the. The yeah. diamonds yeah. The, that the, the players get. The play, Patriots owner is very, very generous with those. Yeah, everybody gets a ring. But it's not the same ring, I guarantee you. <laughs> He's got plenty of money. I mean, like, everybody gets a ring. Not everybody gets a gold jacket. Do the I, math. 
I'm just saying I, I would take the three or four rings than than the, the gold jacket. Okay, That's, when all you you're talking about is your ego. Name, all you're talking about you, is ego right now. When you sign your name, you put Hall of Fame. You don't put Super Bowl champ. Down. You could put SB, SBC, and then the you know still broke LLC one, LC two, and then what all the other ones are, whatever, whatever the and so does the third string lineman and the punter. The punter does the same thing. Just saying. Yeah, but how many – think of all the people that should be Hall of Famers that are not Hall of Famers. That, again, that puts which more is, value to the, the Hall of Fame. What's the which, joke? Thank you. Thank you. Increased my argument there because that shows how hard it is to be a Hall of Famer as opposed to just lucky to be on the team to be a Super Bowl champ. All right, and there you go. I would say – I'm going to lean with Chris a little bit. I'm Julian Edelman. Just the thrill of the victory that many times. But I get it. It's the – would you rather go to the mountaintop three or four times or have a lifetime where people recognize you're one of the best, like day in and day out? But I think even without the Hall of Fame, when people meet Edelman, they'll know who he is, what he's done for the most part, especially if he's wearing those flashing rings on like four of his fingers like Brady does once in a while. All right, we're you down. You know what they'll say when they meet him? They'll say, are you Danny Amendola? No, 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 no. They're going to say, <laughs> are you Brady's wingman? Are you Amendola? You look a lot like Amendola. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm Brady's ring man. Ooh, Hey-o. Hello. All right, Ernest, your last two, three minutes. Uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit of courage here. This week, Alex Smith retired after a 16-year career. Now, he was a number one pick, and a lot of people don't remember that he was the guy that the 49ers took instead of Aaron Rodgers. Ironic enough, since Sounds we're like talking a Jeopardy number question. one picks in quarterback. Yes. I wonder who would ask that on Jeopardy. <laughs> but uh, the courage that he showed as comeback player of the year, a lot of people don't remember that he had 17 different surgeries on his leg. And it was a great little special on ESPN where they talked about it. And they were seriously considering amputating his leg. And I remember uh, this last year when he went in to play after – uh, two-year hiatus, the look on his family, his wife and his three children in the crowd as he mm. went to play for the Washington wow. football team, the look, it was it was strange because you had this combination of pride and dread because they knew he was literally risking the use of his leg by being out there in the football game again. But he uh, led them to a 5-1 record, got them into the playoffs, was injured before the playoffs, and in gratitude, the Washington football team cut him of the offseason after they got them into the playoffs. But it's it's the courage, and we talk about Trevor Lawrence, and we we talk about all these draft picks, Trey Lawrence, and all these guys, and we don't remember the guys who uh, pushed a pretty good career. He got the 49ers to the playoffs. He got the Chiefs to the playoffs. And he was never an all-star. He was never a superstar, but he was—he uh, had you know 16-year career. And people won't come up to him and confuse him with Julian Edelman. They'll remember his uh, courage under fire and his dedication to the sport. Mm, very nice. That's a good close one for you, Ernest. All right, Chris, what's your last two or three minutes? Oh, um. <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it. I just be nice to each other. We we got a lot of things going on in this country, and you know we we had a big court case kind of reveal today, and you know I'm just 
praying for the citizens of of uh, Minnesota or Minneapolis, I should say. Just everybody stays calm, be nice, and just um, you know, just takes it. I don't, not takes it, but just. Um, listens to each other a little bit more uh, from this. And, and so hopefully there's some compassion. And I just, I know everybody's very passionate about uh, either one side or the other with this, with this court case up there. And, and so it's, it's been resolved and, you know, hopefully, you know, justice has been served. And so we'll see, but there's still more to come on the sentencing and everything like that. But just, I, I just pray for the citizens there and, um, you know, nobody, nobody else gets hurt or nobody else gets, uh, Nothing else happens there as a result of this. I agree. You know, Paul, I'm, I, I think of the situations like this, the speech that John Kennedy gave after the Cuban mis- Missile Crisis, when he talked about, we've got to remember that uh, we're all on this little island together. We all breathe the same air. We all eat the same food. And we all want better lives for our children and grandchildren. We all have so many things in common we shouldn't let the little things rip and tear us apart. I like that idea uh, very much. Um, and my last two or three minutes talks about how Europe was ripped apart by soccer. <laughs> I did say soccer, folks. Um, the European Super this, this League. Part, this part brought to you by David Arnold. Go yes, ahead, my son always wants me to talk about soccer. So in the grab for money, you could say it that way, or for better ratings, there was an attempt to have a European Super League and take only the best Teams, I think there was 12 teams they wanted to pull from and then uh, have them play instead of playing the Champions League that they've had traditionally that take the teams from both the European League and the Premier League. And the thing didn't even last a week and a half because the fans spoke up and the fans and the players say, this is wrong. We're ruining tradition. What are we doing? This is all just a money grab. We don't want this to be just about money. We'd like the idea of competition and and heritage and history, and reminding me a lot about what happened. And I'm sorry, folks, you're going to hear it one more time about Michigan and a certain athletic director who was basically doing things that was forcing the college students not to come and and watch the game because they couldn't afford it or they were being squeezed out. And then the fans had enough and basically put enough pressure on the university that that athletic director was forced out. So I like it once in a while when the little guy wins or the fans voice their concerns and it's so loud that the you know owners have to stop and say, wait a second, this looked good on paper, but not so good when it played out. So I like that. So that wraps it up for part of the confusion. We, I definitely had plenty of confusion tonight. And folks, I did not have anything on 420 besides my coffee and water here, believe it or not. So if you want to hear more of Pardon the Confusion, you can download other uh, podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts or uh, redcircle.com, which hosts our podcast, or listen to us on sportscountry.net. You can always email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. And if you want to be a special guest host, you know what? April Fool's Day is passed, but we might have another one just for you to co-host. With that kind of invite, who wouldn't want to be on our podcast? So for Ernest and Chris... Thanks for listening and good night.